today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we are sick of being disrespected. We're analyzing why wrestling is the redheaded stepchild of the entertainment industry. Why is this? And what can be done to change it, if anything? I don't know, but I'm not going to take it anymore. I can tell you that. <laughs> we are not going to take it anymore. Plus, your promo about nothing is coming up a little later on. And so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 121, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is, of course, a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars. Now, he's a Ring of Honor wrestler, the irresistible and the immovable, the viral video sensation, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. 6.1 million views and counting, huh? Ace Romero, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, your video from Inside Edition, where you sat on an egg, has been viewed over 6 million times on YouTube. That's right. How about that, huh? How you feeling about that? I don't know. It hasn't, hasn't really done a whole lot for me. <laughs> no? <laughs> you I mean, recognize in the street? I mean, they're bringing me back. <laughs> what? Whoa! Is that the first time we talked about this on the show? I think so. Yeah, I think maybe we, uh, you know, talked about there was talk of it, but it's all all official now. I'm actually this drops on Monday uh, tomorrow afternoon. I'll be uh, I'll be going to the big city, New York City, filming again with Inside Edition with Lisa Guerrero. You and your girl heard, Lisa G. I, yeah, I heard she uh, requested to work with me again. So <laughs> <laughs> when you get dimples like these, buddy. <laughs> dimples for days just like max yeah <laughs> yeah we still haven't talked about that huh <laughs> no yeah oh yeah we forgot yeah uh, we'll try to do that again after we record today did you bring a q-tip to get a cotton swab of <laughs> my saliva <laughs> a, little, a little dna yeah let's get it from the from the mouth i don't get it from anywhere else that's it's a little much don't worry i'll be doing the not the father dance at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> all right Let's talk about something else that is, it's huge news, it's huge, huge, as they say, as you would say, as some other people say as well. Madison Square Garden, yes. G1 Supercard, yes. Ring of Honor, New Japan Wrestling, it is a sellout, all seats. There's not a seat to be had. That's right. I sold out Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. Congratulations. I Thank you. Thank you. You did, you did what? Now you just got to get on the card. Yeah. I actually saw some jackass out there right on Twitter, something about, uh, come on, Ring of Honor didn't sell out Madison Square Garden, New Japan, Pro Wrestling. Do you think anybody's looking for some hot punishment Martinez versus Brian Malone's action? And to that I say, yeah, I do think there's people out there, asshole. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. He's some loser from Worcester. Whoa. Yeah. He's a local so, boy. Yeah. So uh, you're going to take a short trip and eat shit and, <laughs> and die. Yeah. Please don't watch anymore. You don't know shit and you're an asshole. What? Do you know this person? No. Okay. No, we, well, we, was I it got, a vanity search? It was a vanity search. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should look him up and uh, and we'll put his Twitter out there and I should send people after him, but I won't I won't do that. Wow. But seriously, go fuck yourself. 
Wow, that was, that was really profane. I'm, I apologize. My goodness, it's really early in the podcast for you to come out swinging like that. Uh, but it's these new glasses, Mike. But how long have you been with Ring of Honor now? Um, well, the, I mean, the top prospect tournament started in like last February, so like February, I guess, so like since like February of two seven twenty seventeen, and then uh, I guess officially became a member of the roster in December of 2017 so so it hasn't been that long but even in that short amount of time the growth has been astronomical it's ridiculous it's it's absolutely insane the amount of uh growth that has happened with that company and i mean even to hear um they're going we're going to a um an arena in vegas in september for the pay-per-view and tv and i've heard tickets are selling very well for that and they'll do record numbers in in the vegas market for ring of honor so pretty incredible they're up everywhere what do you think the main event will be of that show wrestlemania weekend i doesn't matter they could just put like a uh, fat pants versus bobby cruz the main <laughs> event they sold the tickets right yeah this i mean there was all the room like if you read all the the rumors out there about Innuendo? Uh, about cm punk and this and that it's like psh, jesus why would they even if he was willing to do it why would they waste the money at this point like, yeah like doesn't doesn't matter. Um, I don't know if a certain other guy would want that guy there <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, I mean, to think that they, I, you know, I, I, I actually honestly thought they would sell it out, but I thought it would be a gradual thing. Yeah, I thought I did that, you too. know they put the tickets on very early, or they put put tickets on sale very early. I thought there'd be an initial wave, then it would be you know as they get closer and talent and match announcements that would drive. You know, eventually. they sell it on the walk up. I, I, I pictured like a sellout, like maybe a you know a couple days before type thing. Maybe they and that make some big talent announcements, things like that. I did not anticipate selling it on like okay, sixteen or nineteen minutes or something yeah, like that. Something ridiculous like that. It's crazy. What do you attribute that to? Is that just the growing? It, does it have anything to do with what people are thinking about WWE these days, or is it just based on? the talent in ROH and New Japan alone? Is it just, is it like a, a groundswell of people that are looking for an alternative or looking to boost up uh, an alternative to WWE? Does that have something to do with it, you think? Yeah, I think I think it's got to. I think people do are looking for um, an alternative. The funny thing is, is it's it's really, you know, it's not, it's not the alternative to WrestleMania. It's not going head-to-head at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's going head-to-head with NXT, which, you know, is kind of, a, you know, not kind of, is a hot brand in itself. So yeah, it's it's incredible. It's I think it's I think it's a lot of things. I think it's it's how buzzworthy kind of Ring of Honor in New Japan has become. I wonder how many how many of these tickets are going to end up on the second secondary market as well. I wonder how many people mm. are uh, you know ticket brokers and stuff scooped up a ton of tickets to uh, try to jack up and sell. I haven't looked online or any like StubHub or any of those. I imagine there's some of that going on, but still they sold what seventeen thousand, fifteen thousand tickets, something like that. That's that's absurd. That's more than even more than all in at this point. So, as far as like who's the talent going to be there though? Like, I have no clue who's going to be on the roster at that point. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, conjecture online. Could be a lot about... of moving parts. I yeah. Mean, um, you know, even there was an article with uh, with Greg from Ring of Honor with Sports Illustrated, even talking about who might be on the roster, and it's it, You know, I I can't imagine that Ring of Honor is terribly concerned about it at this point because. 
the tickets are sold at this point, and not that they want don't want to hold on to talent, but I mean it's good it's good to see the people there, and, and from from being a member of that roster, seeing uh, the company stance on like, hey, if the you know some of our current stars leave, we'll make new stars. So the land of opportunity, right? So in your position, you're saying sign everybody. <laughs> you'll be the most senior member of the roster by the time WrestleMania comes around. <laughs> I don't need that to happen. I'll make my own opportunities. Mike, and if you ever watched uh, any of the product, you would have saw this week me potentially creating some opportunities for myself when, as the bouncers took on the Briscoe brothers. Oh, that's but the match that was on this week's TV? It was on this past week. Yeah, of course you didn't watch, though. I did hear the Beer City Bruiser on Talk is Jericho, and he mentioned uh, that that was his favorite match that he's ever had. Wow, look at that. And so that is on, uh, so it would be last week's by the time people are mostly yeah, hearing I guess this. Tonight it'll be on, you know, it streams on Fight on Monday night, so it'll stream on Fight TV tonight. So, uh, Check that out if, if you if you haven't already, or if you're part of Honor Club, check that out. Or if you DVR'd it, whatever. Just, uh, go out, seek it out. It was a really fun match. Uh, you know, just kick the dog shit out of each other, and <laughs> you know, it was a lot of fun. And I think that exactly the type of chance, the an opportunity that uh, me and the Bruiser needed, just to uh, you know be seen going toe to toe with uh, the World Tag Team Champs. I think is pretty darn good. So he did mention you on uh, Talk is Jericho when he's talking about that match. And uh, Jericho, I guess he he feigned ignorance. that He he wasn't quite aware of of the kingpin Brian Malonis. Malonis? Malonis? Oh, he knows. He knows. (laughs) This is the second time I've mentioned on his podcast. The the first time was? Sasha Banks uh, threw me a shout out. Put you over? He, uh, you know. You know, Chris, you're the, you're the good cop, Chris, right? Chris, I am available. You know, uh, you know, oh, don't cruise. Sh- don't be shy. Don't be shy. Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to come on the podcast. Happy to go on the cruise. Just, you know, don't be. I just want to put that out there in case he's intimidated. I'm sure he's a listener. I'm sure, he down, I'm sure he's a subscriber and downloads every week and mm-hmm. listens. So, uh, you know, I just want to put it out there, Chris. If uh, you'd like me to come on the cruise, if you'd like me to come on the podcast, just let me know, man. All you do is hit me up. Uh, ask around. My number is not hard to get. And, uh, you know, it's just me. I'm, I'm just Brian. million views uh wow yeah mr 6.1 million (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna put that on your tights i don't know it's you know it's it's been a few days since i I last looked mike we could be over we could be over 6.1 million views at this point right you should get a nice satin jacket and put on the back the inside edition legend oh mike it's 6.2 million now oh pardon me 6.2 so another hundred thousand people have uh I've watched it since uh, since I last looked. So goodness gracious! Yeah, this you know this there's not even a hundred thousand people that know you're alive. So. <laughs> so yeah, go the way of Robbie Ellis. Get go full full in, Mister Inside Edition. There we go. That's that, that's what I uh, dubbed myself a couple episodes ago. But I'm I, I'm making a return appearance. So you know I'm like the Wiz. More on that to come. Yes. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a fun segment, and I don't know. I mean probably be a couple months out i think they film these things a couple months out so kingpin uh, sitting on more shit coming soon <laughs> the kingpin sits yeah lots of lots of good stuff man lots of good stuff in the works and um yeah it's pretty cool huh so how was this past weekend you were back at aw you talked about last week it's you against uh, past guests in the show a listener of the show big bacon brad hollister yeah how'd that match go for aw great i feel like northeast wrestling is kind of become my uh de facto home in, really? in new england these days uh yeah i mean I, I 
I don't really work for Chaotic all that much anymore. I haven't been around Beyond for a couple shows now, and I've, I feel like every weekend I'm with the uh, the Northeast crew, so uh, happy to be a part of it. Uh, but yeah, I wrestled uh, Big Bacon, came up on the short end of the stick, Whoa. but uh, we put on a hell of a show for the uh, for the folks. Did German suplex you? He did. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was the finish. Oh, boy. How'd, how'd you land? Fine. Good? Yeah, okay. good. I mean, I'm not good, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and you did your first stadium show for Northeast Wrestling not yeah, too long ago? Yeah, Norwich, uh, Norwich, Connecticut. Me and uh, the Wrecking Ball uh, tag teamed up against Jake Manning and Caleb Conley. So. Was that the one that had Rey Mysterio? You got the yeah. Bullet Club represented? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my fellow Ring of Honor roster members were there as yeah, well. Yeah, you just got just you all of us, all of us Ring of Honor star. Room. Me, Flip, the, you know, the Bullet Club, you know, all of us. Tennille Dashwood, us Ring of Honor stars. Should we be looking for you on Being the Elite coming up? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Just way in the background. <laughs> fuzzy. If I, if I can like scoot in <laughs> and, and frame and like give a little wave. <laughs> like, you know, you, you, ever, you know, uh, I did it as a kid. I was, it was like a, so a lady doing like a news interview or something at like a, a like a grocery store parking lot. And I, uh, and I'll just, I'll, I'll describe it. And, and we watched it. All my, all of all me, it was me and my dad. And uh, that night we gathered around and watched the news. And I, I was walking. I didn't have the courage to quite make a big spectacle. Right. And I just kind of like uh, with my back to the camera, looked back and gave a little wave, like with my hand <laughs> outstretched behind my back. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, picture that I posted last week on on Twitter of uh, a wrestling fan with Billy Gunn. And then you were kind of off on the side, kind of <laughs> yeah. made a cameo appearance, a little smirk on your face. Yes. Very yeah. reminiscent of uh, George Stans. What was it? The, the boombox incident? <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, you can check that out on our Twitter, at the WPAN. <laughs> what a pear-shaped loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn, my longtime close personal friend. I'm he is? I should add. Yeah. You, you get a lot of close personal friends. I know, I'm making waves in the wrestling business, uh, Mike. You know, I know a lot of people now. Can't get anybody on the podcast. Well, I mean, Jericho gets a beer city bridge. You can't even get your tag team partner on this podcast. <laughs> I just talked to him today again. He said he said he's up for it. You know, but you have you have like you know you have forty five minutes a week that we can squeeze an hour podcast <laughs> into. So, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe let the beer city bruiser cool off a little bit. He was just on the the big show. You know, you got one kid who doesn't even like move yet. <laughs> oh, no, he moves I, plenty. Believe me. <laughs> He can't walk. He can't crawl. Nothing. It's the and arms and legs I, all over the place. And I listen. I listen to your sob stories, and you're seeing the the mess I'm dealing with here. <laughs> Good God, it's too late now, buddy. <laughs> it's too late. All right. Before we get going with the show, Kingpin. Uh, last week, we neglected to mention the the three deaths that occurred in wrestling uh, not too long ago. Brickhouse Brown was one. Nikolai Volkov. Brian Christopher, all in the span. Of, it was like one day. It was a sun, like two Sundays ago. Yeah, I was re- I was wrestling on that day where this happened, and it was uh, kind of eerie. The fact that all of this happened. Uh, this may be in poor taste, but are we sure about Brickhouse Brown this time? Yeah, that was that, that was, was what an incredible story, huh? Like they thought he passed away, and his mother wasn't quite ready for them. You know, wasn't quite ready to let go yet, and he sprung back to life for yeah. another like few days. That's incredible <laughs> like what an incredible story and uh, of course uh mick foley mentioned that he was one of the guys that really encouraged him when uh you know mick foley was starting out as cactus jack because brown was one of those guys that kind of gave him encouragement and believed in him so uh 
I never really made it to the big stage. He was a USWA, Memphis, that area. He did a lot of stuff around there. But uh, Brickhouse Brown is certainly a name you should know. And another name that you definitely know is uh, Nikolai Volkov, one of the old stalwarts of the WWF, one of the, you know, we'll probably talk about it later, just how you'd uh, find someone people hate and then create a wrestler that embodies yeah. that you know we hate russia so nikolai volkov's our guy <laughs> and, the, and the the singing of the russian national anthem i have no idea what the actual words he <laughs> said were but i but i can definitely yeah exactly that's, like, i mean that's the, probably exactly what he was doing but <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing about that was i was around kowalski's for a bit uh i've mentioned this before the early 90s i started hanging hanging around uh, Killer Kowalski school and uh, a couple of buddies of mine signed up to the school and then they started doing shows for the IWF, which was Kowalski's promotion. And Nikolai did a bunch of those shows. And just a little funny thing for me, I found out his name is Joe. So he's just like, yeah, Joe Volkoff. Hey, you know, Nikolai, <laughs> nah, call me Joe. And just kind of like a funny, funny thing. Like, you know, as a fan who's just kind of transitioning into understanding what's going on behind the scenes in the business to find out that this uh, Russian national is... His real name's Joe. I think you're, you're, you just discovered like your entire life was a lie. A sham. Basically, basically, you had to go in the bathroom and like <laughs> just open weeping. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I, it's like when I met Kamala for the first time, and Kim Chi wasn't really there to direct him because you know he was a Ugandan giant. Uh, you know, in a in a in a civilized world, they didn't belong in. He was just this southern gentleman who. Didn't really want to wrestle all that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Nikolai Volkov uh, passed away. And, of course, Brian Christopher, Brian Lawler, uh, the son of Jerry the King Lawler. This one, a little more strange. Yeah, yeah and it seems to keep getting stranger, you know, with some of the claims and stuff out there now. And, um, you know, I think, I think now maybe there's suspect of foul play potentially or yeah that's what jerry lawler is saying he talked on his podcast dinner with the king glenn moore uh his co-host is actually a member of the putting over podcast group and they were talking about yeah jerry uh i mean he even admitted like maybe, maybe part of him is just not wanting to accept the fact that his son took his own life uh, he was in jail uh on a dui and there's like a mandatory 90 days you have to do in jail for like a third offense so that was his third offense he was in jail uh you know someone there one of the the higher ups uh, what would you call it the warden told jerry personally I'll, I'll keep my eye on him this is the safest place for him right now to be here and of course uh Brian was saying to Jerry that, you know, I got to straighten my life out. I'm going to go to rehab. I want to I want to help other people that are going through the same situation I'm going through now in the future. That's what I want to do with my life from here on out. And to find out, you know, not so long after that, that, you know, on, on, the, on its face, he's told that he took his own life. He hung himself in his jail cell. And, uh, yeah. And there's like rumors of like, he was in a fight that day or something yes. and it's like all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's just a really sad end to no matter. I mean, the fact that he was a professional wrestler is kind of in con it's, it's consequential the fact that we wouldn't be talking about it unless right. he was, but inconsequential when you think about a guy, his age, not being here anymore. And I, it's the all too common story in pro wrestling. Although they, they, I feel like these have slowed down in recent years. These sort of, uh, untimely deaths yeah. but uh still just tragic
it can't be understated how over that act was to cool and Rikishi. They were like for an underneath act. They were super, super over at that time. The Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean they, they main evented some Raws, I think, and yeah. then they had like the Royal Rumble where like they stopped <laughs> the Royal Rumble to do the dance, and the people loved it. Yeah, like it was you know yeah it was tremendously over you know. Brian Christopher and and Scotty Tuhati should be a you know like it, it's funny Rikishi being in there without them is. A little weird like they, I feel the like they, hall of fame yeah like they all should have gone in together or something i mean they're i uh, i think all of them belong there but um jesus another one that will be gone by the time they're inducted into the, the hall of fame yeah so uh, i just figured i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that we, we didn't get a chance to last week when we were talking about all these different subjects so i wanted to make sure i mentioned it this week brickhouse brown nikolai volkoff brian christopher yeah, not the most fun subject on earth no uh so Let's make the transition to BrianMalonis.com. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, th- oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, buddy. Killer, uh, uh, yeah. killer transition there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, go, buy t-shirts. T- go buy a t-shirt or something. something. You know? <laughs> doesn't really matter uh, when, you, when you really put life into perspective. <laughs> in the I mean, scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, who cares about a t-shirt? And I care about a t-shirt. Damn it. Go buy a t-shirt. BrianMalonis.com. Some good t-shirts over there. Hey, and the more you buy, uh, the quicker we'll get a new design up there. So. Ah. Huh? Eh? Eh? Huh? Eh? That's a good idea. One and, of these. <laughs> and a better idea is going to the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com, our hub, our home base. Check out our bios. Check out the photos from our esteemed pro wrestling careers. Plus, you can get all the episodes and find the ways to subscribe to the podcast through all the different options. Uh, Google Podcasts we're on. We're on Spotify as well. Find out all those options and uh, way more than you want to know about myself and the Kingpin Brian lotus at the wpan.com full frontal nudes from us or from yeah from us oh well <laughs> you didn't know i took the picture but <laughs> <laughs> standing outside the window what's going on are you uh are you whoring out your uh your other business ventures on the website as well like you are in this podcast or? no i haven't gotten to that yet oh, I okay <laughs> i will i'm sure it's coming soon believe you me <laughs> <laughs> well are you gonna now here's the question there are you gonna take uh that that beautiful audio quality that that joe did from ovp on the episode he was on are you gonna try to claim that as your own <laughs> i feel like you're gonna like put that in your portfolio on your website or whatever and be like oh look at look at how tremendous this what audio is wrong is. with this audio quality <laughs> Besides the fact we're doing it in your kitchen. Be better with a mixer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Has a kid puked on it yet? (laughs) No, he hasn't. You letting letting him play with the buttons and the knobs? No, it is is under glass, essentially. (laughs) Not really, but it's out of the way. What would you do? Return it or something? To uh, buy diapers? (laughs) (laughs) Be a good idea, actually. At least least if you put to use. It adds up, doesn't it? Those diapers. Yeah, they never stop shitting. (laughs) They they sure don't. Uh, And it's yellow. How how are you doing with those? You you changing the poops? Oh, yeah. Wow. Of course. I picture I picture like the like like a like a sitcom or or a funny comedy movie when a new new dad is trying to change the baby's diaper for Just the first the baby time far away from yeah you. you're like you're like you're holding his leg and hosing him off with the shower <laughs> thing and and then you put the diaper on you can't figure it out so you grab like a towel and just like tie it around his waist type thing no I got this thing down Pat. <laughs> believe me you're a diaper changer aren't you yeah there you go yeah I, you know it's a little easier uh, with the boy. It's a little easier with the boy when in terms of uh, keeping them clean. Yeah, there's less places for things to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's you know you you kind of doing it not kind of you're doing it the opposite way that I did it. So by the time I get to the second one, 
I mean, not now because he's two years old and weighs 50 pounds, so he takes like man-sized dumps. But, <laughs> but he came, I came, walked in this evening. He looked like uh, the Playboy Jimmy Jimmy Malonis. He, he just had the little diaper on and out in full glory. Oh yeah, he uh, well, he's obsessed with wrestling. He loves pro wrestling, and like he won't wear pants in the house or or a shirt. He Usually, if we dress him, he'll take his shirt off. He'll like he'll swing it around his head and throw it out in the kitchen, like he's throwing it out to the crowd. <laughs> and then he removes his pants, and that's he's like in his wrestling trunks, and there he's ready go. to go. And he beats the hell out of. Uh, yeah, you got uh, like a like a three or four foot uh, rock stand up yeah. plastic thing that I haven't really yeah, seen and he, before. And he beats the hell out of it. So body slams all day. He does like Ford rolls on the uh, <laughs> on the floor. Big splashes, avalanches, all the big men spots. No, just mostly, uh, mostly forward rolls. Just throws himself. <laughs> like I don't know. Cuts promos. <laughs> like, have you taken him to the school yet? <laughs> no, I should, huh? He's probably bigger than some of the students there. <laughs> that might be true. That might be true. So, Kingpin, you brought up this subject you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, I did. You- Wrestling as the redheaded stepchild of entertainment. I think. That's the last group of people that were allowed to make fun of, right? Redheaded people, gingers. <laughs> yes, yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm not redheaded. Well, it's because you don't have any hair anymore. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> my, my sometimes my beard. There's some red hairs, but I'm not a redhead. No, fat fat people you can still make fun of too. That's still like you can. All fat guys. Well, if if you're fat like you and me, we can. <laughs> no, no, people get away with making fun of like fat guys. I think if like if you made fun you of like, you talking fat- about our vantage point. <laughs> yes, I think if you made fun of like a fat woman, I think that would be like a okay, yeah, like a thing, you know, your body shame and whatever. But a fat guy, I feel like they're still they're still fair, fair game. Fair game, yeah. I had, I mean, I remember. I think I might have talked about it before, but in Virginia, you know, we uh, we exit through like the barricade now um, after the match to kind of just save time on mm-hmm. the on the taping, and um, some some like you know three hundred pound dude like oh you're a little blown up there. It's like you shoving a hot dog and beer down your gullet right now <laughs> and i'm i'm in the ring wrestling for tv like like i, I get that you're giving me crap but the, that's what you're gonna give me crap about like look at you look at yourself in the mirror dude that you grabbed his hot dog and <laughs> he looked he looked like you mike what does that mean <laughs> he's a fat guy oh come on i'm, ge- I'm getting that uh, well no i'm really not doing anything about it right now <laughs> i did go i went out to the track uh, a few days ago yeah you just looked at it I walked mostly. But. <laughs> you, you, you pounding a pounding a hot dog on on your way around the no 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 some mini bag of mini eggs to get you through. <laughs> it's too early in the morning for hot dogs. <laughs> Just muffins, lots of muffins. Ooh ooh, yeah. you reduce you reduce fat. No blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> I've really taken to the double chocolate muffin. <laughs> chocolate muffin with chocolate chips. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been all downhill. Huh? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is about to take a really downward turn here. Well, let's uh, continue the downward turn. It is the summer of negativity, after all. It sure is. <laughs> so let's talk about how negative other people are towards the business that we love, professional wrestling. I want to ask you something that may seem out of left field, but I, I think it kind of ties back in. When did you realize that wrestling wasn't on the up and up? When did you realize that? It wasn't exactly as it was presented. I think I, I always sort of knew, but I was in like denial over yeah. it. Like I would get a, like growing up, I, as long as I remember, like the yeah, it's, that stuff's all fake. That stuff's all fake. That stuff's all fake. You know that's fake, right? Like mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. And I think I was just in denial, and then eventually just stopped being in denial and understood that it was just a show. Although I do remember, like as a kid, maybe I don't know, nine, eight, nine, ten years old, one like wondering in my mind how like wow these guys don't like each other like. 
how do they like how do they not fight outside of the ring like <laughs> you know it's it's weird like you're thinking like not weird but like wow they only they only fight inside the ring but they really hate each other and like i i don't know like they're you know my eight-year-old brain or whatever but um yeah i think i always i always knew but i was just sort of in denial for a good portion but i don't ever i don't ever remember like all of a sudden have that moment of like hey wait a minute <laughs> like it, it never ruined it for me when i did just accept that it was a show or whatever like it didn't you know it didn't ruin it for me i you know didn't ru- ruin it for me to this day right and i i think i've I'm in a similar boat where I knew there was something off about it, but I, I think I mentioned before, like I remember my first ever house show that I went to for WWE, my first ever show I went to was at the Boston Garden for WWE. It was around, uh, I think my father bought me a ticket for my birthday. It was uh, the November of 1988, and it was Macho Man versus Bad News Brown, and Bad News Brown was undefeated, never been beaten. So, I mean, uh, how, is, how is Macho Man going to overcome this insurmountable uh, force that is Bad News Brown. Of course, Macho Man just wins, and you know it's not very uh, exciting. And I watch TV next week. Oh, my God. I, I mean, Bad News Brown lost. They're going to talk about the show I was at. They're going to talk all about the fact that Bad News Brown is no longer undefeated. I can't believe it. I can't wait to watch Superstars of Wrestling next week. No, never mentioned. They still mention Bad News Brown's undefeated. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just saw he was pinned by Randy Savage. He is not the new WWF champion, so how can he be You're, you're like, Gorilla Monsoon's in on the ruse. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Bad News Brown's back pocket. <laughs> and also, uh, another thing that I've mentioned in the past is WrestleMania Five. The Rougeau brothers, the fabulous Rougeau brothers versus the Bushwhackers. Pickle Rubbin? Yes. <laughs> when, <laughs> I, still, there, there is a gif out there, or a gif, however you prefer, uh, that I, I could probably put on Twitter at some point where one of the Rougeau brothers goes to body slam Luke of the Bushwhackers, and the entire time he's up in the air, the Bushwhacker Luke is, yeah, rubbing the pickle. Of the Rougeau brother. You know, I, I body slammed uh, Bushwhacker Luke, and I didn't get the same treatment, so you I'm, felt a little, I'm a little offended. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he didn't like you. I know. That's why I'm offended. I'm maybe tr- maybe he wrong, did like you. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good-looking guy. You are? You know, I, put, I, I get some interesting things on, on uh, the messenger these days, buddy. Really? Yeah. I no, did see you talk good. about something like that. Nothing good. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't uh, chubbyspeedo.com, like the Playboy? No, it was something, all right. <laughs> all right, well, you don't want to bring that up? We'll no, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We'll talk, yeah, about we'll, talk about, we'll take it off air. <laughs> yeah, after, after the dimple thing, we'll talk about that, or if, if we're still <laughs> friends after that. Uh, so where the hell was I? My goodness, we took it took me way off track here. Uh, so yeah, all the pickle so rubbing, pick, pickle rubbing gets you all another, flustered. Yeah, it was another thing that was like what? Yeah, and then I of course so it got us into this uh, dimple predicament. <laughs> <laughs> so and then yeah, I I got closer to the wrestling business and found out you know the uh, inside skinny if you will, and you know started getting the Observer newsletter. In the uh, early '90s, Meltzer said. <laughs> so I, I found out what was going on, but I think kind of the fact people learning that it was fake. I think that's part of uh, this whole thing we're talking about here today. How it is looked down upon in the entertainment world, or how calling it fake is so fucking stupid. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll let you lead the way here, but I, I got a lot to say about uh, this entire subject because I think it's just it's absolutely asinine. Yeah, I think just the the bitterness of people that talk about pro wrestling that aren't you know pro wrestling watchers i think kind of stems from that discovery of you know wrestling is fake i think deep down like subconsciously they're they're almost like they felt betrayed they felt like they got worked they got lied to so it's almost like this this underlying anger that they probably aren't even aware of that the fact that they were lied to as you know as kids when uh, with wrestling that's why you see like you talked about your six million six point two million excuse me views for that inside edition video I looked at some of the comments and Ugh, you comments see are bad <laughs> the some of the comments that I see like oh that kick didn't connect. Which is the a kick you gave to Anthony Green in the video? It's like, why is that the comment that you leave? The the kick didn't connect. Like still to this day, people are looking. Ah, yeah, <laughs> it's not fake. Like why is that? Like in a movie, you see the punches don't connect. You, you, I mean, they do stuff with camera angles, but you can tell that they're not really hitting each other in the face, kicking each other in the guts. But why is that the the instinct of someone, a commenter on YouTube, like, look at that kick. It didn't really, he didn't really kick him in the fucking balls. No shit. <laughs> I don't understand. And, and I think it's that fact that these people were lied to or worked, if you want to talk in wrestling terminology, from a very young age where it's almost like it, it scarred them in some way where they like they hate they don't like wrestling they don't even watch it anymore but it's like that wrestling that's fake and they're like oh my god this punch didn't look at that drop kick it didn't even hit him oh my god it's like that's not the point it's you know we're, we're what 30 some odd years into just being pretty open about the fact that it's a show it's entertainment you know um and still to this day I, when people find out that i do it that that don't watch it they you get like they get they get like the like they almost like whisper like, <laughs> that's that's all that's all fake right like that's not that's not real right you're not really you're not really getting hurt right and it's just like hey, sir if you're stupid enough to ask me that question i'm gonna sit here and tell you that it's fucking real because you're a moron <laughs> like, it's the dumbest question on earth like it's a show, I you know, and, and there's probably you know there's some people out there that are involved in the business that because I'm in the business and I you know I'm in Ring of Honor and they hear me say that I'm sure they're like oh my god they're appalled like they're killing the business and that bullshit and it's just like oh my god it's a it's a fucking show <laughs> like it's it's meant to be entertainment like I don't live my life 24 seven as the kingpin walking around yelling at people well maybe I do a little bit <laughs> well yeah <laughs> I saw you about a half hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I was about to lose my mind, um, <laughs> but you know, like it, it's just you know, I I, I just I, I don't understand it. You know, the the people who don't like wrestling, are like oh, it's so phony, this and that. It's like, and then two seconds later, they're breaking down, like oh my god, I can't believe they killed this character off on The Walking Dead. How could they do this? I'll never watch this shit again. Fucking Game of Thrones, they did this. It's just like I just want to say to them, hey, you know that's uh, that's all fake. You know that, right? That's not real. Like that's what you're watching. That's not really zombies. 
That's not really zombies. That's, that's those are actors playing characters. Did you know that? Did you know that? That's fake. Like why? Why are you getting so worked up with that? I had a really similar thing like a couple <laughs> weeks ago with my wife. Like she she said something about wrestling and about the the fakeness of it, and then she said she really wants to see Jurassic World. I said, "What? They're dinosaurs roaming the earth? Are you kidding me?" And she like and she, I, I like burst out like that, and she like really, like was really shook up by it. <laughs> like like yes, it, it's it's entertainment entertainment all around yeah i you know it's you know no you know people watching avengers infinity war when they say and you know where they expect to really walk out of the theater or look around them in the theater and half the beings in the theater would be gone because Thanos snapped his fingers <laughs> you know are they are they seeing josh brolin walking down the street and wait where's the where's the infinity gone what the you're you're not Thanos? What do you mean you're not Thanos? Like, <laughs> like it's 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 the dumbest shit on earth. Like, if you're out there and, and you're probably not listening to this podcast because this is a wrestling podcast, but you're an idiot. Like, who cares if it's fake? Of course it's fake. Or are the goal is to not really hurt each other. And and then there's the people too that I, they get offended if you say it. Like inside the business, say it's fake. It is. Like, yes, we really get hurt. I, I, I'm a pro- living, walking, breathing example of like my body's a goddamn mess because of pro wrestling but like it but it's not real it's 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 fake fighting and it's meant to be a show and you know we're not i think some of pro wrestling in 2018 we've lost sight of the fact that you're not supposed to get hurt and things aren't aren't (laughs) supposed to just be brutal but yeah it's 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 but it's the double standard it's the double standard of guy goes into guy or girl goes in to watch uh star wars and then they bring up wrestling they talk about how fake wrestling is it's just like really like that's that's where we're at that's where we're at in life you know that's where that's where you're at like it's just like if you don't like it just like anything else don't watch it you don't have to you don't have to comment on it just because there's like this there's like this human like need to i don't like something so i have to discredit it for for people who do like it i mean you talked about it being it's getting less fake and it's kind of a result of people looking down on it that will show them <laughs> like yeah. people really hurting themselves for wrestling. It's kind of like, you know, you get the marks out in the crowd and, and who are the marks? If, if, if the wrestlers are killing themselves, just destroying their bodies. And I mean, maybe the fans watching respect it, but the people outside the business are still like, yeah, those guys don't get hurt. It's fake, right? It's just the dichotomy of the fact that I used a big word there. The fact that like, yeah, no, pe- there's no respect for these people and they're killing their bodies. It's just, I, it's, it's really strange to kind of uh, yeah. analyze this and kind of, I mean, and, and, and you think about like the longevity of what some of these guys careers will be or, um, you know, the, the risk of injury. And, and I'll bring up somebody who we spent a lot of time around, Walter Kowalski, mm-hmm. who came up in the, in the 50s and the 60s where the style of wrestling was not as physical. It was not, you know, the high risk stuff wasn't as prevalent. And the shape that Walter's body was in, you know, he was walking around hunched over, arthritic hands, like you could see that he was just physically hurting. And this is an era where he didn't do all that stuff. Like, can you imagine what the guys of today are going to look like in 10 years, 15 years? Like it's insane. But uh, yeah, all because 
some jagoff on the on the internet wants to, you know. <laughs> but it, again, it's that it's that it's that double standard where it's like it's okay for movies and stuff to be fake, but you know, nobody says anything. But pro wrestling, it's it's you know, it's fake, fake, fake. You know, it's it's so it's so stupid. And again, the thing I the thing I always say is this: if 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 you ran into Harrison Ford. Would you would you be so upset? Like you're killing the Star Wars franchise if he's not walking around acting like Han Solo, or better yet, Han, Han <laughs> Solo dead. Han Solo's dead. If you see Harrison well, Ford, spoiler, spoiler, yeah, alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler th- alert. yeah, that, that, that expiration has has gone <laughs> no, past at this point. Um, yeah, you know, if, if you see him now, you're like, what? You didn't die, Han Solo? <laughs> like, like, um, so yeah, and and I think there's a and I, and I think there's a couple. That's that's one of like two double standards. I think exist in in pro wrestling as well. The other one that kind of exists is is the tackling of like you know, and we talked about it with like Nikolai Volkov and stuff. And wrestling used to really exploit those types of things. Whatever's going on in the world, we hate the Russians, so those are in the Iranians, so there's a Russian and Iranian character and you, you know. talked about um game of thrones and the first season of that there well throughout the entire series there's a lot of incest yeah and i remember there was uh paul birchell and uh who was someone who was supposed to be his sister katie lee birchell there was a plan to do an incest angle with them but it ended up being next because because wrestling yeah yeah because yeah because in wrestling it's in poor taste but in game of thrones it's all in the name of entertainment, and and I I just don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe some of it is, um, you know, maybe some of it is. It's it's even though they say it's not geared towards kids, it's clearly geared towards kids. You know, yeah. Like, um, you know, but but wrestling, yeah, the wrestling doesn't have the ability to tackle tough subjects without getting. You know, it, it, I I just think about like think about what's going on in the world today. If 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 in in pro wrestling today, all of a sudden WWE came out with a um, crazy right wing, you know, neo Nazi type character, you know, and told this story of, of this guy who was just filled with hate, and and finally somebody overcame him and, and vanquished him. Like wrestling would just be destroyed for it, but you see it in television and movies and things of that you know that nature all the time i think of like law and order svu and some of the things they like it's a show i actually don't watch because the subject matter makes me feel uncomfortable yeah, it's you know? all like child molesters and stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah and like but nobody ever talks about that show of like being in poor taste and exploiting a, a, a terrible subject it's almost like they get praised for like bringing light to it but if pro wrestling ever did something like that i don't think pro wrestling ever do something like that but you know, could you imagine if pro wrestling, if there was like a homosexual or a transgender character and somebody hated that person because of it, WWE would shut down if they did an angle like that, you know, but if they do it in television it's or a movie, it's accepted. They're bringing light to a subject. They got a lot of blowback for Alexa Bliss making fun of Nia Jax for being fat. Yeah, which it's it's pro wrestling tackling something that happens in real life, and it's it's supposed to be like a like a reflection of what's happening in society. And with wrestling, it's oh they're exploiting it, but they can do it in TV and movies all the time. Like I, you know, you see movies where they where they use racial slurs, where they use you know homophobic language, like where and it's and it's totally accepted in the movies and TV. But if if wrestling ever tackled a tough a tough controversial subject like that, it would just just be torn 
to pieces and it's just you know i i don't i guess i don't understand it why there's such that double standard like and why you know and and the pro wrestler would just be the guy who actually portrayed like the the villainous character who did that would just be like you know you like look at muhammad hassan the guy you know, I, I don't know the man's real name but mark capani he never name. worked in wrestling again because of portraying like a terroristic character like you know and it's just uh, you know, it, it's I don't understand. Like, if if uh, if an actor in Hollywood played this really controversial role, where maybe they used some some racial slurs or something along those lines, and they'd probably win an Academy Award for it. You know, but if, in pro wrestling, that person wouldn't have a job anymore and they'd be ostracized from from ever working again there'd be this public outcry for this person never to be you know given a you know they should lose a job and never be able to work again and i just i just don't understand it why couldn't why couldn't wrestling tackle one of these really tough controversial like subjects that yeah maybe we do need to talk about them a little more maybe it does need to be put in front of kids or something like that you know i i don't know like uh, is, is this making any sense whatsoever what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. Like, the fact is, like, wrestling was portrayed as a sport for so long, and now people, you know, it's people know that it's not, you know, it's not legitimate. Well, it's, I mean, it's legitimate, but it's not uh, legitimate in terms of the, you know, winners and losers and whatnot. So we're trying to go more on the entertainment side, but we got our foot in both of these pools, and it's like impossible to jump completely into the entertainment side because there's still people holding on to this, this sports side of it. So we're in between these two worlds, and we can't be completely in either one so we're like stuck in this limbo it's just that's just how it is i'm not sure how to jump completely on the entertainment side and there's also just like the inability for for people out there for wrestling really i mean it's wrestling fans um but i think non-wrestling fans too they can't separate the guy from the character Um, that's part of that is wrestling's fault as well the fact that even in the back in the locker room you know you call people by their wrestling it's just it's a weird wrestling thing it is, but like I just I don't understand it. Like why, you know? I don't understand. You know, I look at it this way, and I and I and I know there's some people out there that still. I know Brian Fury. I think has come on this podcast and talked about, you know, not as a heel, like not selling merchandise and things like that. And it's just like, man, it's just to me, it's it's 2018. Like and and you know, I I can separate uh, again. Um, Josh Brolin. I I you know I. I don't. He's not really like my. He's not like a favorite actor of mine or anything. But I can separate him from Thanos. Like, I don't. Uh, or Thanos. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't. I don't like attribute everything that he did to the the man. Like, I can separate the man from the character and the role that he has played. I can separate Harrison Ford from Indiana Jones and Han Solo. You know, I can. Uh, I can separate Daisy Ridley from from being Ray in Star Wars. You know, I can. I, I'm not walking down the street thinking Chris Evans is is Captain America, or, you know, or Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Like, I can separate these guys from the roles that they play, and I don't understand why with pro wrestlers people can't can't do that. But if you go and introduce yourself to Triple H, just say, hello, Hunter, right? You want to say, hi, Paul? I would introduce myself first and wait to see what he, <laughs> what he said his name was. Like, it's Yeah, I mean, that's it. it's just confusing. Uh, there's no standard. It's just... There's like, no precedent. <laughs> it's without precedent. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And the fact is, like, to me, I, I say this without like any irony. It just 
to me, wrestling is the most complete form of entertainment. But and the funny thing is, too, so you're, you're talking about like people can't separate like like they're, they're they're expecting this level of like being true to your character or not being able to separate the character from the person. But then if I went outside after a show and after I was a heel and I and some little kid came up to me and I told him to piss off, I'm not going to take a picture or something. Like I would just be crucified on social media for being a piece of shit, which I should, by the way. But I, I just look at it like I just look at it this way: like if we're under, if we're expecting people to be smart enough to separate actors from the characters they portray on television or movies, why, why can't why can't a fan separate me from my character, the Kingpin? You know, why can't I sell merchandise as a heel? Why can't I smile for a picture for with a kid and then go in the ring and be a heel? Like it just. You know, to me, it's, you know, if you went to, you know, one of these movie cons or something, you know, all these different, you know, comic con type things where all these actors and stuff are at, like you're, you're watching this, you're meeting this actor who's autographing, you know, as this actor or whatever. And then like now you're going to go home and watch whatever movie he was in and be like, I can't, I can't watch this now. I just met this guy. He's not really this character. He's not, you know, Chris Evans isn't really Captain America. This whole series is ruined for me now. Like. It's foolish. It's like just think about it. From that content. It's like it's completely foolish. It's just I, I don't. I don't have a good solution for it. It's just I'm just sick of the double standard with with entertainment. I mean, it, this is entertainment, and it's you know we are we are no different than actors on TV, and and really I am you know if you're on television, you're an actor on TV. Like I'm not really the kingpin, you know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dad. I still call you Kingpin during you, the show, don't I? You do, you do. But I'm a, I feel like I'm the Kingpin on this podcast quite <laughs> okay. a bit. But you know, I'm a, I'm a dad with two kids and and a job and bills and you know, like it's, I don't know. I, I hope I'm making sense to the audience. I know you understand me, but I hope, like, I'm, I hope like this doesn't turn into like Brian Malone is advocating for you know like racial slurs and, <laughs> and and homophobic language to be used in pro wrestling like i'm not at all but like i just look at it like why couldn't pro wrestling tackle an issue like that like why why couldn't there be be a transgender character who other members of their roster hate just because they're transgender and then this transgender character is able to overcome this and succeed and maybe even change their minds and show them the error of their ways like why couldn't there be like a storyline like that you know what i mean like how powerful would that be you know to to the audience of pro wrestling i yeah but i at the same yeah in the same token i just don't Oh, if it happened, it would be like WWE yeah. stock would plummet. They'd be out of business. Like it'd be front page news on USA Today about wrestling exploiting, you know, this or that. But if they did it in a, you know, a lifetime movie or something, or if they did it in a big budget Hollywood film and like Meryl Streep was in it, they'd be talking about the brilliance of just these filmmakers and the bravery of these actors, these millionaire actors. The brave. I love. I love when they talk about the bravery of this actor to take on this role. Like they got paid like twenty million bucks. And they didn't really endure anything this character, like the character they're portraying, you know, endured if it was based on like a true story. Like, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you play a mentally challenged character, you're just bound to get an Oscar nomination. That's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's so brave of him to play that character. Like, is it? I, is it? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's why I look at like the Eugene character and like, you know, people get angry about that. But in reality, it was like, Here's this autistic guy who mimics his favorite wrestlers and was successful doing it. Like, it should have been like a, a story of like triumph or whatever. Like, and it, you know, people just shit all over it or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. I just look at, you know, but if that, 
you know, same thing happened in like you know an after school special, like it'd be like this heroic thing. Like I don't, I don't under, I don't understand it. It, it makes no, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And just going back to just the shit that wrestling gets, I just think there's the entertainment. I, if people just gave it a chance, I think it's just a shame. Just wrestling is just. When everything is clicking in the ring, when the wrestlers are clicking, when I'm clicking as a, as the referee, the crowd is into it. It's just exhilarating to be out there and to be part of like uh, it's theater in the round. People have said it before. It's theater in the round, and it is just amazing. The entire collection of people just working together to just it's magic and the, yeah. so many people are depriving themselves of that just by looking down their nose at it and even some of the fan like even some of the fan base too that like like they want to watch every match with a critical eye and they're not going to mark out like this is the <laughs> stupidest thing in the world was i hear a fan talk about oh i marked out like what what are you what are you even talking about right now first of all you're a fan that's kind of what you're supposed to do like when you think about it like and, and i'm not a big fan like oh he's a mark or whatever like you know i, I use that term more like talking about guys in the business and i talk about like fans <laughs> you know um it's a couple of those that, but that yeah yeah i talk about more about people being like yeah. marks for themselves type thing <laughs> um but as far as fans that's that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to, like you should like fans like i actually think deprive themselves of like enjoyment of pro wrestling you know and like not getting lost in the in the story a little bit and like i don't know i think when pro wrestling's at its best you're still doing storytelling and um when i enjoy wrestling the most is when i'm getting sucked up and i'm getting hooked in with false finishes and like just it just pulls you in and um i mean a recent match that did that for me was aj styles and brock lesnar like this past year uh it might have been last year actually now like survivor series or something but it was tremendous or um a recent ring of honor and i'm not sure if it's aired on tv i think it did air on tv now now, but John Gresham and you don't watch the TV every week. <laughs> no, I am actually. Yeah. So, um, but I watched this one live. I sat in the stands and watched it like in a little area that we could sit. And uh, John Gresham versus Jay Lethal was just outstanding. And I was finding myself just getting completely caught up in the match and just not even, you know, it's like that's when pro wrestling to me is at at its absolute best. And I think I think fans <laughs> do that to themselves by not allowing themselves to just get just get caught up in it just so you've been on wrestling twitter since we talked last week is that what you're, t- that's what you're getting out of here <laughs> yeah maybe yeah um but they, they don't they don't get they, like you know you see them they do like the golf claps and they clap for spots and, and rather than just like 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 last night and it's such a different crowd the northeast crowd um that goes to bethany is like a fans that are looking to be entertained in the more traditional way for wrestling and and um i think of the story like me and brad hollister told and like we just built up to like the finish and it was a very traditional pro wrestling story that we told with some few twists and turns and made it feel modern and but it's just you know you can still tell stories (laughs) you know like the the whole story of our match was make them like crave that german suplex on me like they like they crave water when they're thirsty and yeah like and at the end he gives it to me and the crowd erupts and like it was fantastic and it, it's you know you get goosebumps with stuff like that so even when there's you know 300 people there yeah it's a shame that more people just can't be taken in by it and just dismiss it yeah 
<sighs> oh, the summer oh, of negativity. <laughs> it was, it was, so there's nothing can be done to really change this. Nothing we can think of. I, I mean, guys out there, tweet us at the WPAN. Really weigh in on this conversation. We really want to hear from you on this one. I mean, it's really a conversation that can continue just, on Twitter this week. Just in general, as a person, you know, you're a wrestling fan if you're listening to this, most likely. But just as a person, if you don't like something, just let the people who like it enjoy it. <laughs> you, you don't have to shit on it just because you don't like it. So, yeah, tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter. That's advice for you, too, Michael. You're the king of that. R- of, of being negative? No, just shitting on shit you don't like. Oh, okay. Like, ah, do you like that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> the way I am sometimes. So use the hashtag WPAN and uh, weigh in, please, with your thoughts on all this stuff about, uh, you know, wrestling being the bane of the entertainment uh, industry so voicemails we want to hear from you get your voicemail in we'll play it on the podcast call 401-584-9726 that's 401-584-WPAN and we have a voicemail kingpin we do it's been a little while wow the fans have been uh resting on their laurels so we've uh, got a voicemail and bunch let's a bunch of freeloaders <laughs> let's check it out right now Hey guys, it's Jason Tiller from the 10 Count Podcast in uh, Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana region. Uh, just wanted to call and uh, kind of give you guys a story. Uh, last week on the podcast, you were talking about uh, Brian being Brian Buffet and um, there being a, a, an idea out there to have a tag team called the Buffet Brothers. Uh, just wanted to let you know, if you ever want to revisit that, you can. It's taken already down here in Southern Indiana. Um couple guys in uh, Jeffersonville who trained with, I believe, Too Tough Tony, who is a a fixture around here. I don't know a a whole lot more about him other than he's a big name around here. He's pretty pretty well embedded with Matt Van Pondo. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, he's a big name around here, but he trained a couple guys, and they call themselves the Buffet Brothers. And I wanted to tell you a story about that. Uh, These guys um, had their first match against me, and another gentleman who uh, was, let's say he wasn't too thrilled to be tagging with me. It was a promotion. It had been the first time I'd ever been there. Um, so I got stuck in a random tag team against these guys. And the the point was to put those guys over uh, because Too Tough Tony's pretty well established with this promotion, and he wanted to uh, start building these guys up. So me and my partner were supposed to put these guys over, uh, we talked about the match beforehand, um, did a couple spots. Well, we got out to the ring, and the spots just went out the window. Um, it, it was shoulder tackle fest. I mean, these guys were green. It was their first match, and they were definitely nervous. So I'm not berating them by any stretch of the imagination. They're a couple of really nice guys and a couple of really good guys to work with. Um, but we, we get in this, this match, and just they forget all their spots. Uh, it, it turns into a, okay, how do we get out of this situation type match? Uh, it just wasn't a great situation. And a lot of first matches go that way. Um, anyway, so me and my partner end up putting these guys over, um, or excuse me, me and my partner end up winning the match because one of them didn't kick out in time. The ref counted three calls for the bell. It was a, it was a big to do, but part of their gimmick was that they literally brought candy and food in their pockets to the ring so they were throwing candy out to the crowd um i mean it was it was a whole big to do they they really played the buffet brothers gimmick up really well 
And the one spot I wanted to talk to you about that didn't get to happen, but we talked about it beforehand, it was their comeback spot. And basically what it is is me and my partner were going to beat one of them down. He's down for, you know, the, the count. We're, we're celebrating. These guys are weak, whatever have you. Guy on the apron pulled a candy bar out of his uh, shorts because he was wearing shorts to the ring. He didn't actually have wrestling gear. Um, pulled the candy bar out of his shorts waves it and gets the attention of the guy who we've just beaten down and that like gives him superhuman strength and he automatically they start a comeback on us and a hot tag and all that good stuff so uh yeah pretty pretty fun gimmick pretty pretty ridiculous and over the top gimmick it got over there uh but yeah so i just wanted to let brian know the buffet brothers is taken and um yeah thanks for nothing guys so that's what you missed out on kingpin Wow. What could have been for you, you know, as the Buffet I, Brothers? I'm going to dispute uh, him saying they play it up pretty well because the Buffet Brothers would never give out food. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. And I, I think Joe Bedard listens to this podcast, and uh, there's only one Buffet Brothers, and that's me, Joe Bedard, and the Mighty Mini, Mark Bourne. That's it. The only anything else is a cheap imitation. So, Jason Tiller, thank you very much for informing us that there are buffet brothers out there. They're carrying on the great tradition started by yourself. <laughs> I don't know what great tradition was. It like uh, when Tom Lawler was talking about it. I never wanted this to be mentioned in connection with this again, and now I'm fighting for it. So, <laughs> I'm all mixed up on this. You're all mixed up. Well, we appreciate uh, Jason Tiller calling in. We want you to call in. Be a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing. The number once again four zero one five eight four nine seven two. Six booking the territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Hardbody Harper, Doc Turner. They do it twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays. Check out booking the territory. MikeMills.podbean.com is the website. They've got a uh, Patreon site now, so check out booking the territory. And if you feel so compelled. Toss a couple bucks to Mike Mills. He's doing a lot of good stuff there. He's been doing it for a very long time. So uh, congratulations to Mike Mills on all the success that he's having. And uh, go check out the podcast. It's a great one. Another great podcast, of course, our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, each and every Monday they are talking about the best uh, and the worst of retro wrestling. OVPpodcast.com is their website that gives you more information on everything going on in the world of our vantage point and greetings from allentown another podcast with our buddy pw peter winson he talks about one single episode of wrestling television each every week and brings in his own experiences his own uh special thoughts and he's a special kind of guy that peter winson so make sure to check out greetings from allentown and finally the rundown wrestling podcast with jason stewart adam salzer all the rest over there on the rundown wrestling podcast feed tons of stuff to check out over there so make sure to subscribe to the rundown wrestling podcast okay cake pin it is time for this week's promo about nothing but before we get into that, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got them August dates. I do, and uh, I'm not wrestling this weekend, but I am making an appearance. I see. That? This Sunday, uh, uh, August the 19th, I'll be at Lucky's Pizza and Roast Beef in Haverhill oh. uh, for uh, promoting UFO Wrestling's Big Big Bang 10, which is going to be the following Thursday, uh, August the 23rd in Malden, Massachusetts. 
bell time of 7.30. I'll, of course, be main eventing the event against uh, defending my UFO uh, heavyweight championship of the galaxy against Mike <laughs> McCarthy. Ernest the Cat Miller will be there. Robbie E. will be there. Uh, all the stars are coming out for uh, UFO Wrestling's Big Bang 10. So 10 years of UFO Wrestling, I think seven of which I've probably been the champion. Uh, but really excited. I really, you know, uh, UFO is uh, uh, put on by a guy named Pat Dillon. So always appreciative of Pat and all he does. And he does a great job with that. So so you, you had to give me a hard time about not supporting you. I will support you at Lucky's Pizza. I'll come out to Lucky's Pizza. <laughs> and this is the kind of thing that I can really get behind. I'll put all my weight behind this one. You know I can't get you any free food, right? Oh, okay, forget it. Then. <laughs> and then, Mike, the next night, I'm heading to Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Northeast Wrestling. Uh, big, big stadium Yes, show. big card uh, out there in Pittsfield. Um, uh, I'm not really sure who else is on the card. I don't have it in front of me right now, but I guarantee you there's tons of big names on this show. Uh, go to northeastwrestling.com for full ticket and card information. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, if you're anywhere within driving distance, Northeast Wrestling always puts on uh, – great events so definitely take part uh i'll be leaving pittsfield and driving right down to philadelphia pennsylvania because the very next day is the the 25th is ring of honors international tv taping at the 2300 arena in philadelphia uh the old ecw yes i'm not sure what i'll be doing but all the stars of ring of honor will be there including the young bucks cody rhodes and all the rest of the bullet club the kingdom cody rhodes yes (laughs) everybody will be there so I, I did see that they're getting close to a sellout. So if you're in the that area or just want to go and check out a Ring of Honor event or check out the ECW arena, then I'd recommend going to rhwrestling.com and picking up your tickets as soon as you can. Then that Sunday, Mike, I'll be heading to Worcester, Massachusetts. Wow. Beyond Wrestling. Actually, it's a WWR show, but I'll be part of the Beyond Wrestling showcase that, that starts, I believe, I want to say at 2 o'clock. What uh, if that guy will be there who lives in Worcester who doesn't like uh, Punishment Martinez and yourself? Well, I, gu- I guarantee it because he didn't actually tag me in the tweet. He won't have the balls to approach me and say anything if he did. <laughs> so, you know, that tends to be the uh, keyboard warrior uh, motto, no balls. So, Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, Mike, rounding out my August and in kind of beginning of September, Chikara's King of Trios. I'm making my Chikara debut alongside Cam Zagami and Chris Dickinson. Raiders of the Beyond is what we're called, and we're going to take this tournament, and that is Friday night, August the 31st, uh, Saturday night, September the 1st, and Sunday night, September the 2nd. This happens in Easton, Pennsylvania. Uh, find Chikara on all social media outlets and go to their website for ticket and card information. Of course, that means, Mike, uh, that uh, I'm not all in, so... You're all out. But I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to try to get myself uh, on MSG in April. I'm sure uh, you know, you'll be thinking about whatever, you know, whatever personal reward you could potentially reap from that. But you're going to be left <laughs> out in the cold. You're not even going to be there because uh, you, you it's sold. aside for me? No, it's sold out. What, what? am I going to do? Come on. No, you're, you're, you're a shit out of luck. I'm hoping uh, Michael Quinn can... Uh you know, give me something. Yeah, I did. I did see that the fellows from OVP it's are giving OVP be, contingent. Yeah, there. they're gonna they're gonna be in the house. So maybe uh, you know, in April we can organize a meet. I'm actually hoping to meet those guys at some point soon. I'm sure I'll be back in New York before then for Ring of Honor. So uh, I'll be in New York this weekend. So. All right. Well, if you want to book the Kingpin, uh, New York, on New Jersey, and Philadelphia, anywhere else. Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. Okay, it is promo about nothing time. The year 1986. 
and we are going back to world-class championship wrestling. We did it with Mike Mills a few weeks ago, but we are back down there again, and we are talking to Gary Hart and the Warrior, but not the Ultimate Warrior. This is the Dingo Warrior. Maybe the Dingo ate your baby. (laughs) Let's check out this week's promo about nothing. You better find yourself a giant killer because Bruiser Brody isn't. And by the way, Rick Rude said that you were a sissy. Rick Rude doesn't know anything. He doesn't even know my name now. But wait till next Monday, Mr. Rude, because we're going to play Dingo. Beat Mr. Rude up. I'm going to rip your whippy arms off. I'm going to shove them down your throat to your own puke, buddy. And then I'm going to rub it all over your face. And you're going to write my name in your own puke. 500 times, Dingo! We'll be back with our next match in just a moment here on Championship Sports. (laughs) Yes, the Dingo Warrior. How strange is this that 1986... The warrior was feuding with Rick Rude. Very bizarre, and uh, no wonder the, the feud continued because he made Rick Rude write his name five hundred times and puke. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange <laughs> thing to say! He's gonna rip his arm off, put it down his throat, into his puke, and then he's gonna put the puke on his chest. Is that what's gonna happen here? I don't, I don't know. I'm envisioning the puke is covering the canvas, and uh, like the beginning of The Simpsons, where Bart is writing like something <laughs> on the chalkboard, like Rick Rude is bent over and he's with his index finger writing "dingo" and "puke" over and over again. It's really, I mean, <laughs> let's talk about how he looks. He's got the nice mustache, you, almost Hogan-esque. You, the mustache. You know, I, I got to talk about his face paint for a second because, and, and it'll go a little a personal story of of uh, when I was a kid and I had my LJN figures. Yeah, um, I had two of the original Hulk Hogan's. Uh, and I took one of them and I used a ink pen and I colored the face of it and that was my Ultimate Warrior. That's, really? That's what I used for the Ultimate Warrior. So how ironic is it that he has the Hulk Hogan mustache <laughs> and he has what looks to be blue <laughs> like blue ink paint all over his face. Yeah, it's a very uh, primitive version of the Ultimate Warrior face paint we, we would get later. But yeah, the Dingo Warrior, not quite. I mean, you see uh, flashes of the wackiness that was to come Tim talking about still his puke gassed to the gills as they little say bits, <laughs> little bits little bits and uh yeah soon to be the ultimate warrior and lots of vomit lots of vomit going on <laughs> he's gonna he's <laughs> gonna <laughs> no and he's not referencing draws he's just talking about uh <laughs> it draws is probably like a child <laughs> if he was alive at all yeah uh In 1986 of course he was alive oh, okay. what's well, wrong with you i i it's been a long night uh you've heard this promo about nothing if you want the full picture find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the wpan.com okay kingpin we are back here next monday for episode 122 of the wrestling podcast about nothing till then he is the kingpin brian malonis i'm mike crockett big ups to mucko and thanks for nothing